been mutton and showing <laughs> I chose not to, but now I'm out here walking with the football team, picking up trash. But I'm mutton us. Man, get out of here, man. I should leave. I'm not even under contract doing this. I'm mutton us. Man, get out of here, man. They mutt me. These ain't even clean my office when I got here. I'm mutton y'all. Get man. Come on, man. Come on, man. All this here was trash in front of me. Who you think got this cleared out? That building right there got trash in it. It's trash. It sounds like Ed Reed's having regrets at uh, taking the job at Bethune-Cookman. Uh, man. Is that what's going on? That. What was that all about? So, um, I, and I didn't realize that this was a thing until, you know, Ed Reed started, you know, really getting upset about some things for the past two weeks at Bethune-Cookman. But I guess Dion was very vocal about HBCU issues in his three years at Jackson State, like um, lack of support from the administration – financial issues that were there. You know, like, Dion was apparently very outspoken about that. And now Ed Reed is basically saying, like, yeah, I agree with you. Some of these things that people don't know about with HBCUs is rather ridiculous, such as me and my team, I guess, having to go around campus and pick up trash and do things like that. Yeah. Well, um, I'm sure that the the rent he means well, and we'll see what comes from it because I I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, you know calling out trash being all over the ground at your university, right? If that's what it looks like, that's what it looks like. <laughs> I like how he said my. My office wasn't even clean. Yeah. And I'm not under contract. I got to stop playing (laughs) stuff like that because I checked it 10 times to make sure all the bleeps were there, and I still get so nervous every time I play that. Yeah, like you're maybe playing the wrong version. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) From now on, I'm just going to say, hey, Ed Reed got really mad uh, talking about a situation at Bethune-Cookman. Yeah. Gives me anxiety every time I think about it. Hey, I'm glad that. He's upset about it. I'm glad they're out there cleaning it up. You know, whenever you – that's one of the things about guys like a Dion or a Ed Reed. He's got a big reach. So whenever he posts something to social media complaining about the trash on campus at Bethune-Cookman, I guarantee you the uh, the powers that be up the, uh, up the chain got the message loud and clear, right? Yep. About having a little bit of respect for our grounds and our campus and what we're doing around here. Let's go. Hashtag breaking. I like it. Uh oh. Jim Harbaugh has just released a statement. It says, I love the relationships that I have at Michigan. Coaches, staff, families, administration, President Santa Ono, and especially the players and their families. My heart is at the University of Michigan. I once heard a wise man say, don't try to out happy, happy. Go blue. Sounds like he's staying in Ann Arbor. Yeah, well, read the beginning of that again about the players and coaches. I love the relationships that I have uh, with coaches, staff, family, administration, the president. Okay, then why was he out sniffing around National Football League 
Because he's Jobs, trying huh? to out happy happy, which is the exact last line of the statement. He's trying to get back in the NFL. It, it, dude, if you do it two consecutive off seasons in a row, it's pretty obvious where where he really wants to be. I think he wants to be in the NFL. Don't out happy happy. Uh huh. What do you think? Is that wise words or hogwash? Hogwash. Really? I don't. It's it's probably wise words, but don't try to out happy happy. It just I roll my eyes at that when the man tried to get the Vikings job last year and interviewed with the Broncos for two hours a week ago today. Yeah. I mean, it it looks like a little cool thing to put in the release that I'm coming back to Michigan, but like, spare me, dude. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. You believe that Harbaugh really wants to go to the National Football League, right? Absolutely, I believe that. Maybe he didn't find the exact fit this year. Maybe the interviews didn't go exactly how he planned. Maybe the oh, I think wherever he, it was I already had someone in mind. I think he was going to get the Broncos job, and then they showed him the Russell Wilson Subway commercial, and then he changed his mind to go back to Michigan. <laughs> uh, what was his name? Mr. Unlimited Dan- or something Dan- like that? Well, the Danger, which was his Subway sandwich. And he called himself Mr. Unlimited. I have that audio clip that makes you cringe every time I play it. No. Maybe we'll get to it. Do not play point. it. <laughs> that that will relight the I hate Russell Wilson fire. And I'm, well, I'm in a comfortable be- what's place best with for the that show. right now. Yeah, what's best for the show? That's what we need. That's probably what he did, though. Let's do a little bit of research here on Russell Wilson, see what this guy's all about. And he came across the Mr. Unlimited audio. I was like, uh, hell no. Which I'm going Jim Harbaugh, back to that great football dreadful coach. Ann Arbor. He is a great football coach, but he is a little bit of an awkward guy. Um, but yeah. if, you can, if your awkwardness can make Jim Harbaugh cringe, then you're a pretty awkward individual. And I think Russell Wilson could probably accomplish that. Yeah. Well, I, here's my question, though. If he's not happy at Michigan – which he claims he is, but okay, you're out looking for jobs every year. Does that creep into the rest of the football team, the staff, even himself, how he prepares, what he puts into it? Sure didn't look like it this year, did it? I mean, I'd like to say yes, and I think that it probably would, but it's hard to say that when they dominated their way through the Big Ten this year. Well, they got beat by TCU, who got clowned by Georgia. Isn't that what we're supposed to say? Yes. All right. If TCU lost 65 to 7, Michigan would have lost 85 to 7. Uh yeah, probably yeah. Well, it, Georgia could have beat TCU 85 to 7 if they wanted to. So what you're night. saying though is it it's not going to have an effect. I it just it didn't last year, man. And and last year was way more serious than this cycle was. Like he, I mean, it was. It felt like he was he was really close to getting that Vikings job. This year, it was just a two hour interview with the Broncos, and that sounds like that was kind of it. So I, I would say no. Okay. You you obviously disagree. No, I don't disagree. I was just asking. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, it seems like they've they've recruited well, they've developed well. He's got the the most consistent quarterback that he's had since he's been at Michigan in J.J. McCarthy. I don't know how great he is, but 
He's the best that Harbaugh has had there. He's getting his his uh, record-setting running back uh, back in the offense next year. They've been great on the line of scrimmage, been great defensively. So they've got a lot of positives. I mean, I still don't take them as a serious threat to win a national championship for whatever reason, and maybe that's maybe that's a uh, a personal bias on my end. Well, we had a lot of um, submissions on the text line for who's going to win the Natty next year, and I didn't see anyone say Michigan. I saw LSU. I got a couple Florida States. I even had a Clemson could be salty next year. No one speaking of Michigan as their national championship pick for next year. But they sure look like they're going to be the best team in the Big Ten again next year. Uh, it, it just doesn't feel like Michigan can be taken seriously. I know they've made the playoff in two consecutive seasons, Tyler, but really, has anything changed other than they've beaten Ohio State two years in a row? And I know that's a big deal, but outside of that one thing, has anything really changed? No. Or is it the same Michigan team? I think it's the same... Yeah, no, I, I see your point. Is it more about – and Michigan's gotten better, but Ohio State has taken a step back, especially defensively, right? I right. would tend to agree with you about Michigan. I think year in and year out with Jim Harbaugh, they're probably going to have a defense that's good enough to win a national championship. But I don't know if they're going to have a dynamic enough offense to win a national championship anytime soon. And I, he just I, – I maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe their run game with Blake Corum is just so good next year and a – wide open season that they figure out to win, but I just don't feel like they're ever going to be elite enough at quarterback to, to win a national championship. It feels like, you know, they may – he may make it to a, a few more playoffs. Well, with the 12-team playoff, he's absolutely going to be in several more. But if we're talking about a 14-team playoff, I feel like most years he's probably going to have the fourth-best quarterback in the playoff. And that Is normally any... doesn't get you a title. Right. Is there any reason for um, for Ohio State, Michigan, to be worried about some of the new hires that have happened in the Big Ten? Rule at Nebraska, Not Fickle at Wisconsin. That, that's the one I would keep an eye on, man, because he is going to change the offense at Wisconsin. And they've had they they've had pretty consistently good defenses up there. We know that Luke Fickle's going to have a good defense at Wisconsin, but if they can get it going offensively with a dynamic quarterback, Wisconsin could be interesting. They're one of those teams to me that isn't a year in year out like title contender, but they can build it up every three to four years and run into a team that's really really good. You're incredible. I know. Right? Wisconsin has. Like picked up a four-star quarterback and a four-star wide receiver that didn't play at USC, and now all of a sudden you're saying, "Look out for Wisconsin; they're going to win the Big Ten. That's Fickles what, changed everything. That's what you got out of that. What yeah. you just said. Oh, okay. Well, actually, they added about four quarterbacks here recently, uh, not just the one that you're talking about. But no, I didn't say that they're going to win the Big Ten. I just said. Every three to four years, I think that they got a chance to build something up and run into a pretty good team. I don't think that they're going to be consistently a title contender every year. 
And you're just going to flat out dismiss what Rule can do at Nebraska? Uh, for right now, yes. In terms of a national champion at Nebraska, absolutely I am. Look out if they go 1-10. If they go 1-10 this next year, look out for 2024. Matt Rule and, and Nebraska are going to be on a mission. Brian in Tulsa says that means no NFL teams wanted him, LOL. Talking about Harbaugh. Yeah, that's usually how it goes, right? I've decided to stay. Well, it's because I couldn't get what I wanted elsewhere is why I've decided to stay. This Not because I love it as much as I'm saying I do. 405, the same is said of OU when they make the playoffs. People don't take them seriously. Fully agree. That's exactly what we're talking about, right? I mean, until something changes, you just got to have to consider that, you know, what we've seen before is what we're going to get. That's how we were with Georgia until it changed, right? Until Kirby Smart changed the narrative there. Um, That's what it was with Clemson until Savini changed it. Uh, Clemsoning couldn't win the big game. How we never got labeled with that is a miracle. Tyler thinks Wisconsin has a team full of Ron Danes. That would help if they had a couple Ron Danes on that roster. But that's kind of the point is it sounds like uh, Fickle wants to open up the offense a little bit more than they've seen previously at Wisconsin. Yeah. And you think that's the key, open up the offense? Yeah, I mean – I mean, we're talking about a national champion. Yeah, yes, that's the key. For that's them. true. Yeah, you've got to be able to do it. You got to, to win a championship. You've got to be able to do it all. Um, you got to be able to have some explosiveness on offense. You got to be able to to have some studs on the on the defensive line. Win games a multitude of ways. Yeah, you got you're going to have to check every single box, and you know it's like a. Uh, you know, these, these recruiting classes, it's like a dividend, man. It They pay off years down the road. It starts to pile up. You know, and that's, what it's hap- that's what's happened with Georgia. And as of right now, there's nobody else that's recruiting on that level outside of maybe a year here or a year there. But the consistent, you know, top one, two, three recruiting, like, Georgia and Alabama have had. There's really no one else out there like that. I guess is Ohio State, would you consider them? Which, you know, Oklahoma finished ahead of Ohio State this year. But I mean, that's going to be the, the toughest thing to overcome is how big Alabama and Georgia have been in recruiting consistently over the last six years. Uh, let me read a few more here. Florida State is returning NFL talent, was, really is, number one in the transfer portal and has continuity of the roster. Really right. excited to see their kickoff against LSU when they uh, attached the tiger emoji there. Did you feel um, more confident or less confident about Florida State contending for a title after watching them in Orlando a few weeks ago? Huh. Um... I did not feel more confident, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. I liked I liked the quarterback. I really liked the the Johnny Wilson kid. Uh, Verse coming back is big. Yeah, okay, yeah, maybe I'm, I like them a little bit better. 
Sure. Yeah. Um, defensively, they're going to have to get a little bit better, but offensively, they're going to be they'll be in a position to win the ACC next year. They're they're yeah. pretty good. Do you still well, question? Do you still question their head coach a little bit? I know you do for the way he, that he talks. That scares that scares you, and it should. I just I don't understand it. It's weird. Maybe I, uh, you know, that's a problem I've got. I've got to figure out a way to not let one thing that's a little off kilter just change my entire view of something. I got to get better at that. Yeah. Uh, Chapstick says if Florida State can't stop the run any better, they don't have a chance. Well, I guess the only thing they did to stop the run was to fake injuries in the game. Doesn't seem like a, a real quality plan to win a championship, does it? Uh, no, get their helmet on the football. They did that one time to get a fumble. Yeah. Which, by the way, speaking of uh, you got to get over one thing making you hate a person. Hey, guys. Uh, Russell here. Yes, the typical boring, yes, Russell, the robot Russell, the one you guys love to know. I'm real, real exciting. You know, I'm real exciting. Um, but anyways, uh, Everybody has to have an alter ego, right? And, and I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be, and I, I, I think I have an alter ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Yeah, you gotta be unlimited. You know, you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, you know, what you're thinking about or what you want to do in life or where you want to go, you gotta be unlimited. Tell them I'm unlimited. You know what I mean? So when they ask you certain questions like, turn it off. You made it 39 seconds into it. That's Turn 30 it seconds more. Ooh, that's rough. That's tough. Even oh, for me, that man. was that was hard to get through. Mm. Delete that. I want that out of the computer actually, system. Don't ever play yeah, it again. Yeah, I, I am actually going to delete that. It's not what's best <laughs> for the show to play that again. Oh, well. All right, let's hit a quick break on that note right there. That's That'll send you to timeout every single time. Quick break. We'll be back. Keep it, keep it in the text line, 651 Three four three nine, hanging out Newcastle Casino today. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Listen up, folks. Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norm. Tyler, do not ever play that again. Um, that was terrible. WT, you know what? Uh, that was very awkward and cringe. First time I've heard that. Yes, delete it. That's from Kendall. Yeah, Tommy, that dude has done nothing but been a deterrent for my squad. <laughs> no one thought that that was cool or funny. Everyone hated it. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Pretty standard. That's pretty standard uh, with the old Russell Wilson. Mm, brutal. Pretty bad. Let's see if he ever gets any better. Bill Conley is ranking the best games of the college football season. Top 100 games of the college football season. He's released games 100 to 51, and there were zero OU games that were listed in the first half of this top 100 ranking. My question is, did they have a top 100 college football game this year? Were there any great games that OU played this year on their schedule? I don't think there were any great games that we were the beneficiary of, were there? No. I mean... The bowl there game were great was, games. The bowl game was you, probably the best game that they played all year long, and obviously they lost that one. Right. Well, I guess that you have to look at it not from an OU perspective, but 
just as a casual viewer perspective, and I guess the Tech game was good. The Kansas State game, may like with that logic, and I agree with that, may have a chance to be in the top 50 because – you know, it was a road win for them. They go on to win the Big 12, and that was kind of their – that game was kind of their coming out party, it felt like. Yeah. But, yes, like there's, there's not going to be a win that's ranked in the top 100 on this list that we're talking no. about. No. Um, n- no. I, I guess the Kansas State game, Baylor, West Virginia, and Tech, and Florida State were all – one score, really tight games, came down to a field goal at the end. Baylor was three, West Virginia was three, Tech was three, and Florida State was three. So, I mean, those are all good games. Now, we're on the losing end of every single one of them, but they were still good games nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, by the score, they were good games, but like, right. I don't think the West Virginia game, if you go back and watch it, you're saying, whoa. What an unbelievable football game that was. That was a great watch. I think it was a, a tough watch for a lot of times. I even yeah. think the Baylor game was close, but it just wasn't thrilling and exciting all the way throughout. I, I think if OU ends up in the top 50, it'll be the bowl game or the Kansas State game. Yeah. Probably, well, yeah, probably the, I would guess the bowl game. I don't know. I thought they all sucked. Yeah. You same. know. The Nebraska game was pretty cool, but other yeah. than that, yeah. Jeez. Was our best win Oklahoma State? Like, what do you – like, the best team that you beat? Or no, the, or just the like, happy I, – I, I, no, no, I don't think it was because, Teddy, I did a two-hour postgame show, and 90% of the calls that I had that night were people that were pissed off about – the way the offense played in the final three quarters. It sure didn't feel like a great or a good win afterwards. Okay. How about Kansas? Um, I I think it's probably Nebraska with the way that you dominated that game, even though they were really bad. I think the Nebraska game was your best win. Really? Yeah. I mean, at least Kansas was a top 25 opponent. It's They're playing with their backup quarterback. But I felt like the Nebraska game was the only postgame show where there weren't a whole lot of negative phone calls, win or lose. That, that was it this year. People felt yeah. the best after the Nebraska win than any other win. Man, when I look at this schedule, it is so weird. Because I, when I just glance at it, it looks way worse than 6-7. and seven. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because, like, if you eliminate – the three non-conference games, it looks really ugly, buddy. I'll just yeah. That right now. What did they go three and six to finish the season? Three and seven, I guess technically, right? Um, three and seven. Yeah, and, and when I saw that stat after the bowl game, I said, "That's not right." Oh, you didn't go three and seven after non-con. Well, upon further review, they did indeed roll off a three and seven after the three and zero start. Three and uh, seven, which let's see here. The um, September 24th, so the week September 17th, after we beat Nebraska, September 17th, we won three football games after that. Gosh. Man, that's That's a rough. rough year, buddy. 
Woo, man. We felt every bit of it, of the rough year. We got our money's worth. They're going to have a rough year. All the comments that we got on this show uh, before, during, after games, we felt every bit of that. That's crazy, man. Think about that. Lost three games, won two. Lost two games, won one. Lost two games. Wow. Yeah. No, it, it was. That's it, incredible. It was as bad as it looks. I'm, just, I'm uh, very interested that that surprises you so much. Well, it's just whenever you look at the, just the way that it sits here on the screen. It's you know, <laughs> we didn't beat anyone. No. We beat UTEP, Kent State, and. You know, the Nebraska was a nice win, whatever, but dang, it's just, it's sobering. But what's crazy, as as bad as it was to lead against Florida State and give up the game. Oh, yeah. To lead against Tech and give up the game. West Virginia, um, Baylor, to lead in all those games and give it up. I The disappointing part of it is I, and I don't even know that it's disappointing but the shocking part of it is I is as terrible as we look at this season and it was you could have hidden so many flaws that need to be rooted out just by Making a field goal here. No, just by closing out the game against Tech and beating West Virginia. Eight wins. I mean, it just looks – it doesn't look totally – I mean, it it looks a lot different. We can all admit that. Eight wins. Right. Right. And like I said before, and I keep coming back to this, I don't know that that would have done anyone any good at all to just kind of hover in at the bottom of maybe what's okay – you know, and, and I don't mean uh, obviously not okay, but not like running in the streets, panicking, buildings burning, like, oh, my God, what is happening? Apocalypse, like 6 and 7 was. Like, if you were to to win those two games that you suggested and go 8 and 5, or, you know, if you cap off with the Florida State game, it I think it just, in the grand scheme, of it just hides – all of the things that I don't, I personally don't want to hide anymore. Yeah. Let's see them. Let's get them out in the open and let's fix it. Looking back at the, it, wow. Now, now I'm doing the same thing that you were doing and looking back at the schedule, and it does remind me of some things, some not so fun times. But I remember the Kansas game. You're 0 3 in conference, right? And going into yeah. the Kansas game, you hadn't had a lead since you left Lincoln, Nebraska. So I don't know if all six and seven seasons are created equal. This is my first time doing it this year. I'm new here. But six and seven and you had three consecutive games where you never had a lead, it was pretty rough. Yeah. It, it was – that Kansas game was – because Kansas, remember, they just came off of – what the, I think they played TCU the week before. Yeah, and almost beat them with uh, that was the game beat them that, with that Daniels went. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they beat, had beaten Iowa State the week before that. They just hosted game day, I think, for that TCU game, right? Yep. Um, and then after that, you played Iowa State, who Iowa State 
I think coming into that game was um, obviously not great, but they had held everyone to like yeah. they really were low for, scores. They were over in conference, but they had like a terrible offensive day. Maybe they missed a bunch of field goals against KU. Yeah, here, they dropped a wide open touchdown at Texas and should have won. Yeah. Yeah, that they lost by a touchdown to Baylor. They lost 14-11 to Kansas. Uh, Kansas State beat them 10-9. Texas, 24-21. So they had lost all those games, but they're all like one-score games that they're probably looking at them saying they should have won, uh, especially that Texas game with the wide-open touchdown. I mean, we were super nervous going into that game. We're nervous going into everything, obviously, but it's just to go back and think about it whenever you drop three straight, and I can't even remember all the numbers the last time we'd lost three straight games and, yeah. and all those different things. It was just – I don't even – all of that said, the low point still has to be the third loss, 49-0 to Texas, right? Yeah. Uh, this text says the first two to three minutes of the Red River rivalry was pretty exciting. That's uh, Mark and Round Rock. Yeah, what did we force a turnover or something in no, the first series? They uh, got a three and outs. And then Bevel completes a third down for a first down. It's like, oh, okay, let's go. And then they have yeah. the Wildcat all the way down the field. And then they get inside the red zone and they put Bevel back in the game for some reason. And they get stuffed on well, a fourth he, and if, one. Yeah, if he just hands it off there, uh, I can't remember if it was Gray or maybe Marcus Major that was in the game. He walks in the end zone, but he kept it, took the tackle for loss. And I think we gave up like a 98-yard drive after that yeah. for a touchdown. Uh, Jim in Arlington says, OU didn't host game day, but they beat a team that did host game day for what for whatever that's worth. Heck, yeah, we did. Take the wins. We beat Kansas. However you can find them. Uh, Teddy is right. You have to expose the termites before the house rots. That's right. Exposed a lot this year. That's exactly right. Uh, oh, the good times. Buddy and I made the trip to Lincoln. Remember texting at halftime to our Sooners group text, quote, are we good, like real good? Defensive football is back, boys. LOL. Yeah. I think we all, well, I don't know. I had that moment because, you know, we had seen some things in the first two games that looked really good. You know, they had played some good, solid defense. What, Kent State? Who had a really Three good points, offense? Three points, I think, right? Three points. They went down and put some, like a couple weeks later, put a bunch of points up on Georgia. Uh, I, I say a bunch more than Georgia typically allows to someone like Kent State. So yeah, you were rolling. Hadn't given up more than two touchdowns, and then like even the Kansas State game. The Kansas State game is like good stretches, and then just like out of nowhere plays that guys typically would make and just didn't I don't know I mean I'm I like I said after it's happened now looking at it I'm kind of I'm, I know uh no one that lived through it on the inside would agree but I I do think that we're gonna in the long run gain more from this season wow. than had we just uh floated through I hope so because I never want to do that again ever never want to do that again it was awful I will say right now Tyler <sighs> this moment you can write it down you can punch record 
I don't think that we'll go six and seven yeah, again. That's recorded. There's your promo that you're going to hear. The kiss of death in January. I'll get everyone excited. All right. Let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Some things that caught my eye next. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Yeah, first thing is how pissed are Iowa State fans right now watching Brock Purdy? (laughs) Is he going to go win a Super Bowl? The dude threw Uh, 330 yards, three touchdowns, hasn't lost a start. I, they've got to be watching him and being like, what the hell is going on That's here? actually a very interesting point is you would think that they're all happy for their former guy, but I'm sure the, the way that the uh, 2021 season, how that went down for them, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there are. Because he's playing at the highest level, and he hasn't had the dramatic turnover that he had so many times in Ames over the years. That's funny. Right. That's funny. I didn't think about that, but there probably are. How about – so – you played the that fumble recovery for the Bengals, which was an amazing call, an amazing play. Um, how about J.K. Dobbins and Man. some of the guys coming out and saying that there's no way he should have been in that situation anyways, trying to take some of the heat off Huntley there. Has he got a point? Yeah, he's got a point. Um, just hand it off to J.K. Dobbins in that spot. I, I, I do love that he's like, if we have, if we have Lamar, then we win this game. I don't really know where that gets you there, J.K. Dobbins, but it it probably wasn't the best look, but did he have some valid points? Yeah, I'm probably giving it to my running back there. But Huntley's got to know in that spot what you never do is reach the ball out when you're short of the goal line. You're just asking for that to happen. Right, Um, which he is right. They wouldn't have lost that game, but if we would have had Lamar Jackson, we wouldn't have gone 6-7. and (laughs) So well, I don't know. It was so tough this year that <laughs> overcoming the officials at times they they may give seven and six, but not much. I don't know better. that You're Kansas right. State team's just smart and tough. Um, how about OU men's hoops? Tyler getting the win. Yeah, um, bad beat at the end of the game. OU is a three point favorite, <laughs> led by four, and West Virginia hits the uh, meaningless or not so meaningless, depending on if you bet on the game. Three to cut it to a, a one-point loss instead of four. And that's why yeah. gambling is just – sports gambling is – it just sucks. <laughs> Speaking like of gambling, and I'm sure you saw this, there was a place – there was a bet placed, I think, with DraftKings. Yep. So they have a live money line. So the money line changes as the game progresses. And obviously the Chargers – we're winning against Jacksonville in the first half. I think it was, what, 27-0? Correct. And a gentleman placed a bet on the Chargers' money line. One point, was it four? 1.2? 1. 1. 1.4 million. 1.4 million to win 11000 and change. All they've got to do is just hang on to the uh, the lead there, twenty seven zero. And dude, I I don't even they lose. I can't even imagine what that that person is going through. And okay, 
Yeah, they've got enough money to throw down 1.4 on this game to try and pick up a quick 11K. Dude, that is, like, friends and family need to pay close attention to keep that person in view at all times. I I don't root for anyone to lose $1.4 million, but I I think this guy or this individual is asking for it because this might be the dumbest bet. It might be the dumbest bet I've ever seen in my life. $1.4 million? To win just eleven thousand dollars, and eleven grand is eleven grand. I understand, but if you have enough money to bet one point four million dollars, eleven grand is you know that's it, it, it's it's still a nice amount for you. But like the the risk there is is dumb. It, it's an incredibly stupid bet. It makes I, no sense. If I were him, I would try and sue ESPN. With their uh, win probability matrix that had the Chargers with the 98.5% chance to win. I mean, that's reason enough right there to go ahead and lay the bet down. I think ESPN should share in some Ugh. of this, uh, this, this payment. Yeah, that's just that's rough, man. But, God, why? that's just not, not a smart bet. All right, I have a couple here. First, the Baylor women, they are out of the AP Top 25 today. Would you like to take a guess, the last year, the Baylor women's basketball program was out of the AP Top 25 rankings? Um, 20 years ago, 2003. 2004 was the last time Four. Baylor was not in the Top 25. 365 consecutive weeks of being voted Jeez. in the AP Top 25 poll, and that streak got snapped today. It's crazy. Wow, man. Uh, you know, it sucks to be in a position to kind of follow a, a legend, and I know a lot of people do not like Kim Mulkey, and I understand that, but that's some incredible consistency there, and dang, I just, that's hard to follow that not be ranked in the top 25, you've got to have some major feelings of inadequacy. Yeah. How nervous would you be if you were a Dallas Cowboys fan tonight versus a Dallas Cowboys hater because you were the latter? Um, One, you are expected to win this game. Two, it feels like you have the majority of the pressure to win this game. Three, you're playing against Tom Brady, who you've never beaten before. Four, the game is on the road. And five, this is the first time in Tom Brady's career that he's a home dog in the playoffs. It's just like <laughs> everything is set up for disappointment once again for my Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to tell you the same thing I said, and I'm, I'm, tr- I'm kind of saying all of this as, you know, I'm trying to tee up the opposite to occur. But here's the thing. I think it's good for Dallas to be playing on the road a little bit. I think whenever you're at home – You know, some of the expectations and the pressure, I think, piles up on you a little bit. And here's the other thing. They get to the quarterback really well. If you put pressure on Brady, he's not very good. That's all you got to do. That's it. Hmm. (laughs) That didn't work, by the way. Didn't help. I was was waiting for the the real feel-good moment of that, and it just didn't happen. The real (laughs) feel-good moment is you've got – you can trust in Prescott, and McCarthy. <laughs> okay, get get to a break, please. Get to a break. <laughs> Quick timeout. We'll wrap up hour number two next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 
When the game is on the line, you need a team that you can count on. When injuries occur, you can count on the one team that knows sports medicine. Norman Regional's Ortho Central is your premier team of orthopedic specialists. With five highly trained orthopedic surgeons, three fellowship trained sports medicine physicians, and locations in Norman, Newcastle, and Midwest City, we'll work hard to get you back in the game. Ortho Central, number one in sports medicine and orthopedic care. Call .org or call 1-800-955-4572. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear because I'm grilling up dinner. <laughs> do you get it? Yes, good job. So what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. We'll talk more OU basketball coming up next hour. The uh, Cowboys-Bucks games tonight and the good news that OU's had over the past 72 hours. What would you think of the uh, basketball game, though, on Saturday? Kind of tried to give that one away down the stretch, it felt like. They are uh, yeah. they're, they're getting outscored in Big 12 play. 69-46 in the final five minutes nice. in conference play uh, so far this year. Um, a win is a win is a win. Uh, you just got to hold serve at home. Uh, was it? There was times where I thought it looked really good. There are other times where, obviously, like you said, they kind of, kind of struggled a little bit. West Virginia, kind of choked down the stretch a little bit. Um, didn't handle the, the end of that game really well, but. You know, I like to see that we offensively looked a little bit smoother, got some easier baskets. You know, a lot of times it just feels like such a grind, and then you got like Sherfield has to hit a contested shot to kind of bail you out. Which I don't like on a lot of these possessions. Like he, he's he's their best offensive player. I really like him, but like, I think that's part of the problem. In the final five minutes is sometimes he did it at Kansas and he did it again Saturday. He takes some. Really tough shots that are contested mm-hmm. that he probably doesn't need to take. Yeah. Their shot selection yeah. got to be better in the final five minutes of, of, of games moving forward. Got to be better. Got to hit your foul shots. But I don't know. I think they're trending in a, in a pretty good direction. I like, uh, I've liked what I've seen from Jalen Hill. Uh, I think he's having a really good season. Um, obviously, Sherfield's doing really well. I don't know. I like two big it. games you, this week at OSU. Like, if you're going to win a game in the conference this year on the road, that's one of your more favorable ones. And then Baylor at home on Saturday. It'd be nice to steal that one from Oklahoma State on the road, and then back that up with the win against Baylor. These are about as winnable as they're going to be. All right, quick timeout. We got the final hour of the rush coming up next.